This is Banger Bookie's wife. The sports gambling podcast, uh, more buttered up than Hugh Freeze's lobster tail at an Auburn strip club. Uh, love seeing bad people get an eighth chance to redeem themselves. And I'm Joe Public, your host. Uh, and I'm joined by Rain Man. It is conference championship week. Uh, Rain Man, what is your favorite pick on the board uh, in this rich conference championship slate we got? Utah plus two and a half versus USC. They did it once. They're going to do it again. Ohio State's going to the playoff. Oh, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Don't put that evil on us. Capper. I'm sorry, but it's true. Other end of the podcast, please tell me you got some slightly better juju than that. What's your favorite pick on the conference championships late? Favorite one of the weekend, UCF plus four uh, versus Tulane. Like he said, it's happened once. It's going to happen again. Uh, follow-up question. Uh, how scared are you of having to read? <laughs> oh, my God. I just realized that's why Capper never has notes. No <laughs> Listen, man. It's the real Coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that shit. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookies Wife. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram uh, at Bang Your Bookies Wife. I still don't have access to the Instagram account, Capper. Uh. It's <laughs> not on me. It hasn't happened. It's not on me. If it's not on you. Also, you didn't. You didn't give me a chance to explain my meme last week, so I didn't post one out of protest. Can you? <laughs> okay, can you please explain your meme? Maybe later. Explain your meme. I'm saying I didn't have a chance to to voice one. Okay. Okay. Uh, now I'm not prepared. All right. Well, I apologize for that. Um. I, I I think because of that, I guess we'll have to continue not posting memes. It's going really well for us. Uh, and I guess don't give me access to the account. That's fine, too. Uh, as revenge, uh, we had... We can go through what were the final totals. Rain Man, I know you're keeping track. But you finished ahead on the season on Capper. Is this the first time this has happened? It's not the first you, time. Capper you, no. it's the first time. It's the second Stop. time. Stop. It is time. not. Go back. Go back to the four years of podcasting. Such a fucking lie. It is the second that time. Such a fucking at, lie. So, well, excuse me, Captain, but you do not have the floor right now. First and, time. And first, first of all, I'll just say this can no longer be said of both pickers on this podcast. And I am I a gracious You'll agree loser. with Capper. You'll agree with. But Rayman this has one's never true. not made the listeners money. You can go to any podcast that picks college football games for over four years, like we have. And none of the hosts, I repeat, none of them have made the listeners money every year. I have. Yes, this season was my worst to date, clocking in at only 54%. But that still surpasses the 52.4% hurdle of profitability. And throwing the fact that my rubbers hit an extremely good 62% clip, what do I always say, Capper? Bet big on the rubbers. Rayman has once again delivered. So second, I, I'll deliver I hate once this again. Three person sh- this like, third-person shit. 
you do. Rain Man is just delivered. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, buddy. 54% and you're referring to yourself in the third person. Every give him, year give him I the floor. Give him the floor. Money. No, the Rain Man is a brand. It's like Coach Prime. You got to speak give, it into existence. The balls the on floor. this guy. Hey. It's fine. Let him go. So he, he finally did it. He finally did it. Earlier this season, and I said, and Joe, if you want to roll the tape from the September 1st, 2022 podcast right here. I'm playing for something special this year, and it's to make Kappa read this one specific 400-page book. And in order to do that, I got to beat him all season. So that's my, my Monday motivation, if you will. You'll see where I previewed it. And I've always been cult-inclined. I'm not a leader of men. I'm a natural-born follower who occasionally needs to help <laughs> nudge people onto the right path. That has already been laid out for them. But this path is underground, and it's all sorts of entangled. So, Capper, you will be reading for your punishment and for losing to me and providing a book report to our listeners, Merlin Sheldrake's magnum opus, Entangled Life, How Fungi Make Our Worlds, Change Our Minds, and Shape Our Futures. Don't be afraid to like it, and don't be afraid to absolutely be in awe of the vast expanse of the unknown lying underneath us. Capper, Let's be mycologists together. Football in the fall and subsurface in the spring. Rain money, baby. Let's go. Uh, he's, he's making you read about mushrooms. I got it. Mycelium. You got it? Right here. Right. I mean, obviously, Wait, this what, is a, what? Is that an audio this book? Is an, this is an audio podcast. I have got you, paperback selected. Okay. Can I can't you see? see that. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. So you're ordering You can a send a picture and version. post it on Instagram when it comes in. Um, and tag Merlin Sheldrake. He'll be a fan of the pod. It's twenty eight percent off. Good deal for the holidays. So, and I get free overnight delivery with Prime. To be to be Perfect. clear, to be clear, these people named their kid Merlin, and he got into he he just like got into mushrooms, and he's the foremost mushroom dude. Well, part of the book might be about an. He changed it. He changed his name. It's like <laughs> well, or it it could be like it could be like. Um, the people who name their kids Jeeves. Nah. They know they're going to be a butler. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, they just knew. I'm sure he was just an right. insurance salesman. He just had a crazy trip, and he's like, I'm uh, Merlin, and I know everything about these things now. Uh, is that is that what the book's about? We'll yeah, find out. I'm not going to spoil it face. for Capra or our listeners. We'll Look at f- that guy's face. We'll find out. Yeah, he looks... But it Cap- is autobiographical in parts. Yeah, Capra's showing me uh, the author picture. That guy is tripping balls right now. Um, well, uh, this seems like a mini crossover sort of with the Joe Rogan podcast, dipping into the pseudoscience weirdness <laughs> of uh, whatever Rain Something's got to into- make this popular? Uh, I don't think... No. This will. That's not going to be it. I don't think this is what will help, and I certainly don't think whatever Capper's interpretation of the book. I don't think it. We'll see. Honestly, the, it it has to be better than when uh, you <laughs> when you reviewed the Insane Clown Posse album. Uh, nothing will. When my review was a masterpiece, and if it was a masterpiece, print literature was, was so still funny. a thing, I'd be all over Harper's. When when do I have to finish this by? Uh, championship game. It'll be the last thing we do. I like that. Oh, the national championship national game. Championship okay, game. Okay, I got a month. Yeah, that gives you like six weeks for. Yeah, that's, I got, that's yeah, so doable. I got five, five weeks. You aren't I can gonna, do it. You aren't gonna crack this shit open until like the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna procrastinate. I know. Like book report. Yeah. probably the last time you read a book. You're gonna school. read like one page. I of have this. to. 
I have to put it in places where I like I'll, I know I'll see it, it and I know I'll pick Wikipedia it up. Literally in a month. Yeah, there, cliff you notes. Just there are no it, cliff notes on this if, book, obviously. If you just there read are, it while me, you should, big, you have a, a shot, man. Community out there. You have a good shot. The problem is like, I'll read it. I'll read it. I can't wait for Mrs. Caffer to see you scooting around the house with uh, your mycelium book under your arm. Just uh, <laughs> going about your fucking day. Uh, you should bring it to your day job so you can talk about it with your coworkers. <laughs> that sounds like the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, three hundred and sixty-eight pages. I need There's to read. There's some pictures in there and a, and a huge, a huge bibliography. I need to or read no, about that's not an index reference reference set. What's a bibliography that doesn't have sixty pages oh, a, a week? Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, you know my uh, yeah, you know my coworker Kaffer. Uh, really into mushrooms now, apparently. That's all I just every everywhere I see him, he's carrying around a mushroom book, uh, and it's got yeah. Oh man, it'll be like the LeBron thing where you're just on the first page every time we catch up with you. Uh, exciting development to keep up with on the pod. Uh, we can, well, I do. I I will say. Can you convert to, our Instagram account since you're the only one who has it into a bookstagram with just you and that book everywhere you go? I will congratulate rain man on his success this season 54 percent is uh, a lofty but achievable goal for him it's about it the best season he's ever had it's and, the worst um, season i've ever had you know that it it took uh everything i had all season long of being just totally i don't know blind to everything that's happening apparently in college football but we'll, we'll be back we'll be back next year You'll be back because literally we can't stop. We will never. We can't. We have to be. We can't. What are we gonna do? Not, not, do it. Uh, <laughs> I one, one day, hopefully. God, God willing, uh, save us from this curse. Um, but let's uh, just neatly segue that into uh, you know uh, college football uh, playoff rankings. Uh, Recently released, uh, mostly about what you would expect. Uh, we got Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, USC 4, and then Ohio State is on the outside looking in. Alabama, it looks like it would appear to be out. Uh, so it's it seems like, uh, it's. I guess like we can go through it more in the games, but did you guys have any big takeaways or surprising things from these rankings? I mean, it is the most boring rankings I think we've ever had uh, leading into college championship week. I think this is the, I, I mean, least exciting round of games we've had on championship weekend um, in terms of the playoff era and what these games mean for seeding yeah, and, and teams making it in and out. I mean, there, there's pretty much two guarantees already. Um, I think, I think you can make the argument there's three absolute, guaranteed. An absolute blowout by Kansas State. Yeah. Uh, TCU's in. They won every beat every team in the Big 12. They'd be playing an extra game. Ohio State's not going to jump them unless they lose by like 24 points. And I would agree with that too. So, um, I, I mean, honestly, I think you can make the argument that all four of these teams that are playing this weekend in the top four spots should already have their spot guaranteed. Uh, nope. But it doesn't work like that, I know. Um, and there are a couple of powerhouse programs on down years lurking in the, you know, in the weeds, waiting to take one of these spots. So I mean, I don't know. If you're if you're asking me who I would prefer out of the 
five and six, Ohio State and Alabama. I I would take Alabama in their current construction with with Nick Saban. Um, Day has kind of proven to me that he's just not that big game coach. Uh, Stroud has, I mean, Stroud has put up numbers, but not been super impressive in Stroud, spots, Stroud especially against good defenses. Um, and they have no like super quality wins to fall back on. So, um, yeah, is Alabama, about what's those. Alabama's best win? A one Texas? point win against the University of Texas. <laughs> Texas. When Ewers got injured. That is their best win. That's fair. But they did play um, both of the other teams to a – it was a three-point yes, loss and a one-point loss. they have better losses than Ohio State. I think Ohio yeah. State absolutely deserves it over Alabama this year just because Alabama doesn't have the win, so just take the one loss versus two. Let's uh, – we can – I guess similarly, uh, it just announced that the Rose Bowl, they're signed off on a 12-team playoff, which as soon as 2024 apparently, which makes it seem uh, – like a very viable thing that would happen. And uh, uh, so I, I, I'm curious where you guys fall on this. There is the camp that says, oh, well, you expand it to 12 teams and it's going to take all the meaning out of these intense regular season games like Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've always thought yeah, I that. <clears throat> I don't agree with that. It just expands the meaningfulness. Yeah, I guess later into the season, like there's more meaningful games. Sort of, more people have a shot throughout the season. So to sort of like prove that point, I'll go through just like this year. If we had a 12 and team buys. playoff, uh, home games. If, if we had a 12 team playoff, the first round, Ohio State, as it currently sits with the playoff rankings, Ohio State would host Washington, Alabama would host Utah. Uh, Tennessee would host Kansas State, and Penn State would host Clemson. Uh, dynamite. Those are some dynamite games, but that's not, the, I think, where the interesting part is. The interesting part is is the 12, 13, 14, 15 seed. You have Washington, Florida State, LSU, Oregon State. Then you have Tulane at 18. And you, I guess LSU would be playing for a playoff Yeah, game. it's all to say you'd have all of these teams – like, the Same idea of play. Oregon State trying to play its way into a playoff is so fucking cool to me. Uh, yeah. And just something that has not existed ever. Like, they're like... K-State playing, in, K-State playing into a playoff spot this weekend. Yeah, like, just getting... UCF if they lose their lane, winner gets in. And, great. and I think the other, the other end of that is uh, none of these players are going to be opting out. Like, presumably, you have to believe, like, players in, in, generally have not opted out for playoff games. I think if you expand the playoff, you're going to get more players keeping their teams together to try to win a national championship. That's always, like, something that is going to be an aspiration. People can talk about NIL ruining the sport, blah, blah, blah. Winning a national championship is fucking cool. Guys want to do it. <laughs> you, and I think... Uh, <laughs> Just a thing. Chicks want to see it. Dudes yeah, want to do it. Yeah, more money in the sport. Uh, that is that was. I didn't mean to mean. I didn't mean that exclusively. Women also very into national championships. It's a uh, everyone loves it, but uh, it is a draw to actually play. Uh, man, this is the worst fiasco since the Sarah Fuller episode. Let's hope uh, we should just delete that off the app. We'll gloss right over it. Uh, but that's all I'll say. It's like it's. In, I'm. I. I'm almost upset. None of you are like the snooty. Oh well, when they when you expand it, it just takes the meaning out. It's just like go blow it out your ass, man. I hate that shit. More football. More football. More it's good just a football. Take. We can move on. Yeah. Who hates? Anyone who, who hates has football? that take is being a stodge. Uh, um. 
I mean, we're we're literally looking. I mean, they announced it tonight. We're literally looking at a weekend of games that don't really matter. Yeah. Um, where where a player from the ninth best team in the country has opted out and is focusing on the draft. Um, Penn State linebacker. We're going to see more of that over the next two weeks. It's just like, okay, I mean, that's not what people want to see, right? Yeah. Like people complain about that all the time, but now people are complaining that there's going to be too many teams making the playoff. Like, basically, everybody sucks. Uh, that is also the- how cool will home games be if they go that route. Oh, the the first oh round God, home games incredible. are going to be just the most dynamite shit, man. Uh, yeah, man. I uh, so. I think we're all on board, which is just so boring. So let's get to uh, the meat of the podcast. Uh, it's not really the weekly, but we're going to call it the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 winners. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weekly. As strong as an ox. Yeah, this is the weekly. Uh conference championship edition we're gonna go through all 10 conference championship games uh for you true dgens um and it, this is actually a really fun one because uh the the fun's gonna start friday night really with the uh, utah and usc uh and then you're gonna get the u.s men's national team game which is uh saturday morning which is gonna roll right into uh the noon uh, Big, Big 12, 12 championship. Big 12 championship. And uh, I don't know. I guess our, our, I don't know if that'll be our first Dr. Pepper toss or if there will be one at the Pac-12 as well. Uh, the most practical way to afford uh, higher education in America, of course, throwing uh, footballs into a large Dr. Pepper can. Um, chest passing. Chest passing them. Nothing's broken. Um, let's. Uh, but we'll start on Friday. Uh, quick one. UTSA. Uh, minus eight and a half against North Texas Conference USA uh, championship. Uh, who's who's picking against my Roadrunners in this spot? Not me. I think this is a true home game for UTSA. I like them to cover here. Cannot do it. Super impressive team all year long. Um, I mean, just really pound the football uh, with a couple of monsters, Frank Harris. Brendan Brady, both averaging over 4.5 yards a carry. I think they run away with this one. UNT's got the 39-year-old starting quarterback, but not enough here against a good coach team. Look at you with knowing the names of the players at UTSA. And you say, did you? No notes? My, yeah, no notes? Can't read? No notes, can't read. <laughs> I'm going to... Capper, the more you the more you act upset about us telling you that you can't read, we're gonna just do it more. I want it the not. better the better will be. Let's. I want this to become to new beginnings. I want this to keep developing uh, into a side plot, like the way uh, Fifty Cent was gonna pay a million dollars to play Mayweather read a page of Harry Potter. Uh, the funniest thing. I'm excited. Miss Capper is gonna be reading Merlin Sheldrake to Capper and Baby Cap. Uh. <laughs> Both baby caps. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Uh, next one on the slate. I suppose it is the Pac-12 championship game. It's going to be on a Friday. It's a, in Las Vegas, Nevada, at Allegiant Stadium. USC is favored. I'm seeing two and a half right now. Um, it's two and a half, but it's going to get to three by Friday. So if you like my side in Utah, you should wait. Uh, this is this. Accord- and if you like my side, bet it now. Uh, so you're, Ooh. are you're, you're on uh, USC capper. 
I'm taking USC here. Yeah. All right. Why do you like him in a rematch spot? Um, it is hard to beat a team twice. Although Utah did beat the ever-loving shit out of uh, Oregon twice last year, so it is just like a um, man. I mean, the two the two teams that have their playoff lives on the line, you know, potentially in TCU and USC, both coming in under three point spreads, um, where you are obviously begging for bets on those two teams right tcu's obviously nine and two and one against the spread this year usc obviously holding their own against the spread as well um but like this usc team to me feels more like a team of destiny um the way that they have won games recently um because the defense has not been super spectacular but caleb williams is like dragging this team to the college football playoff in my opinion um, he He's is obviously great. the front runner for the Heisman. He has yeah. been sensational um, week in and week out. And I think he can score a ton of points against this Utah defense um, that I think has uh, had some inflated metrics based off of some of the teams they've played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have stumbled in spots. I don't think the secondary is super impressive here. Um, I still like the USC rushing attack. And I think that they can win this football game. Like, I think they've got – I love Kyle Whittingham. I think they've got the superior coach in Lincoln Riley. I think they've got the better quarterback. I think they've got the – just like – I don't know. You don't want to talk about stuff like this either, but, like, you've got the team on the brink of the college football playoff in a conference that has not seen a college football playoff team in six years since Back 2016. That scares me. Um and, like, you're not going to say, well, going into it, hey, those refs might look the other way on some stuff. But, like, I think that's in some people's minds. Like, I think that's um, definitely something that's important to the conference here. And, I just, man, I just, like, cannot pass up an opportunity to lay less than a field goal with this offense. So, uh, All right, Kat, yeah, Raymond, give me your you. side of this. One question. I love Utah. I love Utah. What, what I love Cam is Rising. USC's efficiency defensive rating? In the it's, it's horrific. And and what they have they have I'm asking for a number, not an explanation. <laughs> it's ninety-third. Yeah, ninety-third. So what I saw was a hundred and fourth, but point stands. That is in the bottom twenty-five percent of the entire FBS. That hasn't really caught up to them yet. It's gonna catch up to them this week. I'm sorry, you're not a championship team with that shitty of a defense. That Pac-12 championship, even though it's a small one, still a championship. I think they're going to lose. USC's offense is absolutely great. Utah, not as good on the road as they are at home, but they have looked good in championship games. Uh, I think that, oh, God, I'm blanking on the quarterback name, Utah. Cap, your rising. preseason. Cam, Cam yeah, Rising, Cam rising. Love him. Cam Rising, I think he's played a lot better of late. I know, granted, it was against Colorado, but he looked fantastic last week. I think Utah's offense can score with USC's. Utah's defense is pretty good. USC's defense is a disaster. Utah's going to outright him, and Ohio State's going to the playoff. I mean, it, it's ho- it's horrible. Um, the one thing I do like about USC, they forced a ton of turnovers this season. Um, they have played a little bit of a bend-don't-break style where when they get their backs against the wall, they, they do tighten up. And, and I know back into the game last week. People aren't talking about that. They let Notre Dame back in the game, and Utah is like Notre Dame but a lot better. Pine did look like, I mean, a fucking Heisman Trophy winner against that defense. Uh, uh, yes, there are no points to defend the USC defense, but like, 
I, st- I, I don't know. It's just still just I like have, a, it's a bit of magical run for this team. Like it really has been. So I have a question for Rain Man and it's sort of, okay. So theoretically, let's say that uh, Utah does win this game. Theoretically, let's say Utah, Utah wins this game by a lot and they beat USC pretty handily. So of course, Ohio State is in the playoff, but a money-making opportunity or something I might pose is what if, Right now, Caleb Williams minus three thousand to win the Heisman. If they get crushed that game, is it worth putting a little bit of just like a little bit on Max Duggan, assuming that they crush Kansas State? They put a, if Max Duggan has a great game against Kansas State. No, no. You think even if uh, even if USC loses and Caleb has a not great game against Utah, he could he'll still win the Heisman. I don't think Max Duggan can because the Heisman, the way it works, it's a momentum game. If you're not in the top five going into the last week, you're not going to be able to. He, he's playing for maybe an invite to New York, but he's not one of the. He's number two I right think now. According, top, I think Duggan's top five now. Yeah, according to ESPN, according to both the odds and ESPN, he's he's, he's second best odds. But that's all I'll say. Caleb's odds are absurd. They're minus three thousand right now. He's the second highest odds at plus two thousand. So what, what, was, what did you say Duggan's odds were again? Plus 2,000. 20 to 1. I mean, it's a huge long shot. Uh, like, But is it It seems like too much of a long would shot you, if if because it is a narrative thing. If USC loses that game bad yeah. and they don't make the playoff, can Caleb still win the Heisman? I guess that's my question. If, yes. Okay. Um, I think if you're, I don't know, I think if you're looking for more of a long shot, it's Corum. No, is it not? not? not is he, I mean, I mean, unless he doesn't play at all, he has no shot. Obviously, he's but not like, going to play this week. I don't think. I mean, he. It's it's a game where they should win going away. So I yeah, wouldn't play him. You don't. But, you, they shouldn't play him. Yeah, I. I don't know. There's not really a great long shot here in these games. Duggan right. is the best option. I mean, I was just throwing it out. Just something I noticed. It seems. I don't, int- yeah. I don't hate it, but I think it's pretty much wrapped up. Uh. Let's uh let's go to the we can go to the next game on the slate here. Uh, that would be uh, the Big Twelve Championship, which uh, aforementioned talked about. Uh, the total sixty two. TCU is favored uh, minus two and a half. Of course, uh, they had a great comeback win against Kansas State earlier in the year. Kansas State's been playing some pretty good football. Do you think uh, Horn Frogs close it out here? No. No. I don't either. Really? I like K-State. I think K-State's the better football team of late. I know TCU has been winning a lot of games, but there's just something about that K-State team these last month. They look unbeatable in the Big 12. Man, Adrian Martinez. He's not probably not even their best quarterback, but he's going to play, and he might win a Big 12 championship. So I talked a lot about... USC being a team of destiny, I think, um, and having a ton of momentum going into their game. I obviously TCU has a ton of momentum, but like I I mentioned that they're nine two and one against the spread this year, and it's because like what they're doing is not repeatable week to week. Basically, like they are the one of the luckiest football teams in college football. Um, for them to be 12-0, and 0, obviously they've had a super impressive season. Max Duggan has been incredible. The defense has played up in spots. They have really 
made some good adjustments at times in the second half, especially to get this offense back on the field, get them back in the game. Um, but it's a K-State team, I think, that really caught some bad breaks against them the first time. Um, it's a K-State yeah. defense that is 11th in the country in efficiency. It's a K-State offense that's 16th in the country despite playing two different quarterbacks for the majority of the season. Um, you're looking at Howard being fully healthy. You're looking at Martinez um, probably having some packages this weekend to you know, throw some wrinkles into this TCU defense that at times has looked very bad, um, especially starting games, first first halves. Um, I don't know. You got the, the dominant runner in Deuce Vaughn. It, it, this one just seems like a bad spot for TCU. Um, after all they've done, they've gone through. It was going to um, catch up to them eventually. They've gone through the grinder of the Big 12. They've been undefeated. They've pulled out wins that they necessarily shouldn't have. Um, we're looking at Texas obviously scoring zero offensive points. We're looking at um, Baylor giving that game away at the end of the game on at home. Oh, man. Um, to me, it, it runs out here. I, I just um, I, I think you just take the better side here, getting the points in a neutral side. Chris Kleiman, man. Uh, talk about a guy who maybe should have gotten – a look at another school but and maybe and probably will eventually because fucking hell of a job there he's gonna have a shot if he wants it like both um both super impressive coaching jobs in my opinion they beat the shit out of kansas last week watch that whole game it, uh they just they just just like what tcu did to iowa state i mean stepped on their throat in the first quarter and never looked back like it was it was done. I think it's going to be an electric game. I'm really, I honestly, I'm really excited to watch it. Um, it I, and you can say the same things about this game that you could say about USC, the Big 12 refs, and um, you've seen some discrepancies in spots from those guys. They haven't been super consistent calling fouls against some teams versus others. Um, I think a lot of the teams in conference might say yeah. that. Um uh, how much uh, are we going to... And this is a big spot for the Big 12, another team, yeah. another conference that hasn't seen a playoff team since Oklahoma in 18, I think. I think it's such a cop-out to blame these things on the conference when it could just be, uh, you know, sports betting. and uh... It could be. <laughs> it could be. You definitely notice things way more when you have money on the line. Oh, boy, do ya. Uh, let's go to... Uh, this is a game... Uh, Tickets available as low as $4 at Four Field for some action. The MAC Championship, Ohio against Toledo. Um, Ohio- Toledo's actually favored by one and a half, even though uh, Ohio has the better record on the season. 7-1 uh, in the MAC. Uh, Jason Candle, Toledo's coach, uh, he's a, sort of a dark horse to potentially get the Cincinnati job. He's done like a pretty good job there overall. Do you guys have a lean in this one either way? Yeah, so the metrics like Toledo a lot. I do not. I'm looking at the bot, not the whole body of work here. Ohio has won their last eight in a row. Toledo's lost three of their last five. They're limping into this game. Give me Ohio. I like them to win the game. I'll take the one and a half. Fair enough. Yeah, I, we've got a line that opened up at six. It's all the way down to one and a half. Um, you've got an Ohio offense that's just been exceptional uh, especially in the second half of the season they're up to 41 in uh offensive efficiency 
and that starts with a quarterback, Curtis Rourke, 25 touchdowns to four interceptions. Uh, they run the football really well. I think they put up a ton of points here. I think they make it really hard on Toledo. Fair enough. Let's go to a slightly, uh, just a ever so slightly more anticipated game, and that would be uh, Georgia versus LSU in the SEC championship. Um, everyone, by all accounts, is expected to be a route. Georgia's favored by 17.5 in uh, most books. Uh, LSU, people were saying, oh, they might have a shot against them before uh, they shot the bet against uh, Texas A&M. Uh, do you guys see them covering the spread in this spot, or is this a, is Georgia going to just steamroll them? Uh, I like LSU. Yeah, I, I'll go opposite here. I think UGA just dominates them from from start to finish so 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 i agree uga is going to be the much better team i agree that they're going to dominate lsu it's just too many points lsu losing on the road to a&m yes a&m's terrible but that is a true road game it happens they were looking ahead you can't overlook a team with that much talent and expect to win the game a&m storming the field completely embarrassing but georgia absolutely (laughs) dominated tennessee and won the game by, what was it, 14 points? And the reason why is because they took their foot off the gas in the second half. I expect the same thing to happen here. LSU will not. LSU's got great wide receivers that will be able to make some plays against this Georgia secondary. Georgia, they're going to want to win the SEC championship, so it's not like they have nothing to play for, but they don't need to win by a lot. If there's any injuries, if there's any tweaks, those players are coming out of the game, being saved for the playoffs. Gas pedal is going to be taken down in the third quarter. Give me LSU to cover the giant spread. Fair enough. I, I think all I think all fair points. Um, with a with a spread this big, I think the obvious concern is Georgia being out twenty four points, twenty points, and LSU with Jaden Daniels coming back in you know the final drive or the penultimate drive and saying. Hey, we'll just score here and cover the spread, and everybody goes home happy. Georgia wins their SEC championship that they've long awaited. Um, Kirby Smart gets that monkey off of his back, and and they say, you know, we're on to the the college football playoff because Georgia is definitely going to be the one seed if they win this game, which they should very easily. Um, and LSU, after losing last weekend, really has no shot um, of something bigger despite the fact that it's been obviously a huge year for Brian Kelly in this program um, when you looked at where they came into this game. Um, I, I just... There are some things that I've looked at, and I think that you look back on the season, and LSU has played exceptionally um, at points, but they have been really outclassed against better defenses this year. Mm-hmm. Um and Georgia has that dominant defense to me. Um, so I I think that's one of the biggest factors here. I think the efficiency of the Georgia offense, which I think often goes overlooked because of how good their their defense is, um, against an LSU team that has struggled at points, um, keeping teams and offenses off of the field, um, getting stops on third down. And then I look at a Jaden Daniels, who has been incredible and obviously the MVP for this LSU program uh, in a walking boot on Monday morning and saying, how effective can this guy be? 
Then I look at the line spread. I look at the bet percentages. I look at the line opening up at 15 and jumping all the way over the key number of 17 to 17 and a half. Um, I just think you have to be on Georgia here if you're going to pick a side. Um, does it dip down before Saturday afternoon? Probably. Um, but, like, Georgia is the much better football team. Everything they've set up to this point has been, this is our focus right here is winning the SEC championship, which has eluded them. Um, and I think they have so much to play for in this spot. And I think they have a lot of things to shore up. Um offensively and defensively going into the college football playoff um, where you've seen some kind of stutters by the Georgia team overall, uh, Missouri, uh, Kentucky, they beat by 10 points uh, last weekend against Georgia tech where they looked, um, I don't know, quite frankly, like not up to standard um, of what they've done the last few years. Like the, I think there's, there's a lot more for them to prove here and not much not as much for LSU to prove as they've really, you know, exceeded expectations to this point. All right. Uh, so you're on Georgia. Uh, I'll, I'll lay the 17 and a half. Yeah. Let's uh, get to the even more exciting event. Of course, uh, the Sun Belt championship and uh, veteran Memorial stadium, Troy, Alabama, Troy is hosting Coastal Carolina, Jamie Chadwell, rumored to UCF as well as primetime. Uh, USF. Were, USF, UCF, whatever. Uh, Same thing. UCF, uh, Auburn should have hired UCF's coach. Um, but let's uh, – <laughs> they, they did yeah. way back when. Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, – do you guys have a, have a read in this game either way? I got nothing for yeah, you. Yeah, Coastal Carolina is absolutely garbage when Grayson McCall can't play. They say he may suit up, but if he's not fully mobile, this team is going to get smothered by Troy's excellent defense. I'll lay all the points here. Lane eight and a half with Troy. Coastal is a shell of that team without their quarterback, and that's why Jamie Chadwell wants to leave. Fair enough. I couldn't have said it better if I said it myself, Rain Man. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautifully done. All right. Um, I think it is a okay. Okay then. A Troy team that has so much on the line. And I'll a pause you right, here, right now, Capper. How much can you add beyond what Rain Man gave initially? Can you just say like yes? Um, Jamie Chadwell will accept <laughs> the USF job. <laughs> the I don't have Monday any morning <laughs> after this game. Yeah, never have, he never has notes. It's not a script, people. Uh, that one's good. That one's actually good, though. That that's exactly right, though. I mean, it's a dominant defense. It's a team that um, is a hail mary away yeah, from winning eleven straight games. Keys left and, right. no, uh, and that's it. You just, just you have to take them here, laying eight and a half. Some people if, don't accept coaching. Just a fucking steamroller. I love it, actually. Uh, yeah. What are you gonna do? All right, we got uh, four p.m. on. Uh, 4 p.m. in uh, Yulman Stadium in New Orleans. Uh, Tulane, uh, who just re-signed Willie Fritz, uh, they will be uh, hosting UCF uh, in the American Athletic Championship. Uh, Capper, your pick of the week. You love UCF in this game. Ooh, I disagree. But I'm curious to hear what your rationale is. Um, been there, done that. UCF smashed uh, Tulane earlier in the season, and it's because they have 
the better defense, and it's because they have a better offense with the rushing attack uh, led by R.J. Harvey with Isaiah Bowser uh, providing the punishing runs when they need the short yardage. And I just love this team. I love that the Lions opened up at two and a half and gotten all the way to four, so it jumps me over a key number. Um, and I have to take what I think is the better side here overall, despite it being a de facto home game for Tulane here. All right. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't have said it better myself, so I'll just you let did it stand. It. You did it right there. <laughs> But you should keep talking, though, if you have more to say. I I don't know, guys. I like. Uh, I think Tulane's a better team, and I think the line is jumped because they're the better team in this spot, and they're at home, and I think it's hard to be a yeah, team Yeah, but have people considered, now, now that you mentioned that, uh, that Willie Fritz was too busy negotiating a contract with Georgia Tech that got so heated that he actually pulled out of the job to remain at Tulane because Georgia Tech didn't want to pay him. That probably took ten hours out of his week. Just throwing that out there. Uh, I thought he. I thought he was gone. I thought he signed it. No, he was going to sign it, but the Georgia Tech wouldn't pay him or give him enough years. Hate to well, see it. Big Willie. Good for him staying at Tulane. Well, well, Big Willie style. I'm. I'm still for it. I'm. I'll be against you guys this weekend. Uh, I'm riding. I'm riding with uh, the Green Wave here. Uh, we go to the Mountain West Championship. Uh, two teams that have been horrific at different points of this season: Boise State and Fresno State. Uh, Fresno State's eight and four. Boise State's nine and three. So the records seem fine. Boise State's eight and zero in the Mountain West, but I've seen them play awful games. Um, they're favored by three in this spot. Do you guys have a lean? Uh, Boise State is. Yeah, I actually love Boise State here. On the we turf. all forgot about it. I'll raise my hand. I forgot about Boise State this year. They are a good football team. The reason why we forgot is because they got absolutely demolished in primetime week one against the Beeve. The Beeve. And then in week four, they, they followed that up with a loss at UTEP. Not very Boise State like we forgot about them. Other than that, you, you said it, they're undefeated in conference. They had a three point loss to BYU which is fine I think Boise State's a good football team I think they should be able to win the game all they do is win MWC titles they'll win another uh yeah give me Jake Hayner give me uh Jordan Mims rushing for five yards a carry uh give me the three points because I'll take it every single day I love Fresno love Fresno uh it is worth noting how much better Boise State got since Hank Bachmeyer left the program. Literally, God, the second bad. he left, <laughs> things got so much better for them. Um, the and and great name though. Got to note, Fresno's offense is really clicking yeah. since Hainer's been healthy. That guy was like uh, the the Idaho Petrus. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, go to, go to the next one on the slate here. Uh, we are looking at. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. I'm looking at schedules. We're floating through time. It's and the space. ACC championship, perhaps. It's the ACC or the big? Your call. Yeah, one or the other, brother. Let's call it. Let's do the ACC championship first. I like. Uh, it's Clemson minus seven and a half against unc the game is in charlotte at uh, bank of america stadium rain man uh, tell me why you love uh, clemson uh, yeah i'll defer to rain man because i i have the same pick as him so go ahead 
Yeah, I got clumsy. <laughs> for obvious reasons. South Carolina, man, do they, they look like a world beater these last two weeks. Clemson really shot the bet against them. I still think that they're a top 10 team. Eh, actually, I don't. I don't. I think they're a top 15 team, though. And I think UNC might not be a top 25 team. Their offense is electric, but that defense is absolute garbage. And sometimes their true freshman quarterback looks like a true freshman. Clemson... They want this ACC title. That way Dabo can say, oh, we won a conference championship. We won the ACC. Conference championships matter. Yada, yada, yada. He still cares about that. Also, I took a preseason future for 10 units on Clemson to win the ACC, which is why I've been following them closely so much this year. And it was for minus 140. They're currently at minus 300. I'm absolutely not going to hedge that. Go Clemson. Uh, also, uh, I appreciate you bringing that up for man, because we were also head to head on a Clemson making the playoff bet. Um, just a all, f- fun reminder for you. All of that yeah, add in the true. fact that Clemson can get pressure on Drake May, who has played very rough in spots the last few weeks. They can up get pressure down. with the front four. Uh, add in the fact that I don't think DJU gets the majority of snaps here this week, and I am very excited. Is it Clubnik time? Uh, I think it is Clubnik time. And add in the fact that Dabo is just the slimiest, dirtiest person who will point to this as the big win of the season for Clemson football and all the recruits he's trying to convince he is a real Christian. Um, this offseason so give me clemson minus seven and a half here dju is going to transfer this offseason and i i have a he's going to be good dear uh, god clemson's offense has been holding stop him back. it he might be i mean that's my that's my bold prediction he needs a change of scenery elliot has been very suspect um and Dabo, with his offensive coordinator this season has been very suspect and dju has all the talent in the world um, you could see a renaissance like Spencer Rattler the last few seasons with the DJU. One thing uh, I will... I send him to Iowa. I just... <laughs> don't I just, send him to Iowa. He doesn't yeah. deserve that. I just he hasn't don't, been that bad. I just He's going West Coast. No, I just don't think... Uh, I could totally see him uh, going to Oregon. Uh, yeah, he's going West Coast for sure. I think like... Oregon maybe will do better. I, I don't know. The one thing about this is just like the set the hook on that seven and a half. I just don't see this Clemson team beating beating winning this game by that much. I like UNC is trash. But they're gonna score. UNC is sneaky. They're not. Trash. They Dude's might the not score. Team. I think they'll score, man. Um I think I think their offense is I, I think they're that. better I than South Carolina. Be I think Max about ready to retire because this has been just a it's the same shit every single year. They outperform early. Um, they get a few lucky wins. They look really good, and then they just absolutely collapse. I think he's tired of it. If they if they win an ACC championship, he's definitely out because the Coastal goes away next year, and so does UNC's hopes of making conference championship games. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's wrap. How this. how much better would this? How much better would it be if the Knowles were in this game? That would be a Slightly, at least, right? Yeah, it would be way more interesting. Way, way, way more interesting. I will I will admit to that. Um, Give um, the Knowles that. Unfortunately, Give them that they much. just didn't win enough fucking games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, go to the final one on the slate, uh, which I'm uh, 
pretty pretty not excited about <laughs> it's gonna well it's like it's purdue and michigan michigan favored minus 16 and a half uh it's a sad situation with adrian o'connell just lost his brother uh this is like uh, you would love it would be interesting of course it would be so interesting if purdue can play spoiler in this spot but do either of you see that happening 16 and a half is a lot against like a pretty scrappy purdue team at the very least i don't see them playing spoiler in the win column Mm-hmm. But I would take them in the. I would take them against. Yeah, the spread I'm taking here. them on the spread, and I think it'll yeah. get 17. I think it's too many points. I had 17 um, on my card for a good offense. I, I think the man. I, I know Michigan's offense performed really well last weekend without Corum. Um, they threw some a lot gadgets. of big they plays. The they deep. really relied on the big play, and I think Purdue's yeah. defense actually will be able to cramp that up. Ohio State just was off. They were just off. Yeah. Um, well, I think Ohio State got punched in the mouth one time, and they said, like, we've had enough. Like, you already kicked our ass last year. Like, we, we don't want any more. And um, I, I think, I don't know, Purdue's a little feisty here. Like, I know their offense has been pretty suspect in spots this season. Um, I, I'll point back to, like, the Iowa game. And Michigan's obviously up to that caliber. But, like, 16 and a half seems like too much for me here because I, I think I think O'Connell can have a pretty he's an NFL talent I, I think he can have a pretty good game against this secondary I, I don't know it just this one screams too much to me yeah uh, I think Michigan Blake Corm's not going to play they have some injuries on the line same reason as Georgia there's no reason to win this game by a lot they're undefeated they're going to cruise into the number two spot if they win the game that's a lot of points. O'Connell's going to be motivated, even with the death of his brother. We've seen that in sports before. Sometimes that gives the players just a little bit of an extra chip. I think Purdue will be playing hard, and I like them to cover the spread. Yeah, I do too. I I agree. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, well, you got one more one question I'll throw out there is if you are Michigan, would you rather play TCU or USC or Ohio State again? Um, like of those three, yeah, do if I want if to you play TCU? That, yeah, yeah. I I think it's TCU. I think Ohio but State like probably USC second. Too, I think USC. Oh, Ohio State certainly not. Yeah. Um, because I think the last USC can score. I want to play by Michigan. I almost. I almost rather play Georgia. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I said almost. So yeah, almost. Georgia's going to be favored by at least like 11 against any of these teams, right? I, I think what I saw in a, a look-ahead line is there'd be six and a half or seven against Michigan. Yeah, interesting. Which, which is wild because they are definitely not as good as they were last year. Hammer Georgia. Let's yeah. – uh, so I have uh, – one, uh, we had before we had out, uh, we had it's a full slate here in conference championship week, but we had a former king of the hill pick. Recap, uh, do you want to recap? Should we just list it real quick? So, we're gonna have a bet. Me and Capper have a bet. The loser's gonna have to do something next week. You'll hear it on the podcast. Let's just go through real quick, and so we can keep so I can come back and track it for next week. Okay. Ready, Capper? Fair we'll, enough. We'll go, the, we'll go to the we'll go to the different ones. We'll go to the different ones. Yeah, go to the ones. different we're, ones if you've been we're, tracking. We're both on UTSA minus eight and a half. 
Uh, I am on USC minus two and a half. Rain Man's on Utah. Uh, We're both on Ohio. We're both on K-State plus two and a half. We're both on Troy minus eight and a half. I am on UGA minus 17 and a half. Rain Man's on LSU. Okay, so LSU and Utah so far. I'm on Fresno plus three. Rain Man's on Boise. On Boise. Um, Both on UCF. Both on Clemson. Both on Purdue. So it's Boise game, LSU game, Utah game, and... UGA. UGA. It's three. Three. We've got three up in the air. So there will be a winner. That's great. LSU, Boise. Well... The yeah. in, an enthralling okay. an enthralling recap of enthralling uh, action it's just quality. conference championship week. Uh, what isn't what is not quality is uh, this last King of the Hill that we have on the season. This wasn't solicited, but it was sent by our friend Trip Lightly, um, who is an is new to sports gambling and uh full i don't believe he listens to the podcast or any podcast in general um it's also not clear uh how familiar he is with sports but it but he does like betting so he has a king of the hill pick for us let's just listen to it real quick Howdy do, Trip Lightly here, calling in to my favorite podcast, Bang Your Bookie's Wife. I called in once before and you didn't like my picks, but I knew you'd want to hear from me again, because I got a hot one for you today. Two of my favorite teams, because they're both the red, white, and blues. You got it right. Talking about the Bills and the Patriots. hoot de doot Anyway, I was talking up to my good buddy Tom Brady the other day, and he's been through some hard times. His wife Jizzly is leaving him, and he's not feeling too good about it. But I said, Tom, don't worry, man. You're gonna pull through and win this game. They're on the line at plus three, but you know what? Mm-mm. I got faith in my boy T Tom. He's gonna pull it through. I'm betting the money line. You heard it first here. Trip lightly out. Making a mockery of this podcast. I did. I did consult. Easy. I did consult with Trip Lightly. Uh, first of all, he was unaware that we don't generally pick NFL games. Second of all, and I promise you, he that genu- could change. He genuinely, genuinely had no idea that Tom Brady was not the quarterback for the Patriots anymore. <laughs> mockery it, uh, of our proud tradition of King of the Hill. We make a mockery did of I ourselves. Did I hear a Jizzly? Jizzly. Uh, you heard Jizzly. Jizzly, which is uh, easily the best pronunciation of Giselle I've ever heard in my life. Um, you gotta give him that. Uh, if he gets it right, we'll bring him back during the bull pick of How's It Sound. Signed off. Uh, are you guys excited? We can run our NFL pod. I wanted to ask you boys, uh, do you have your uh, tuxes tailored yet for uh, next week's episode? It's the Bammy Awards. <laughs>